Hello everyone, I'm Thomas Johnson. This is Jeff Key. And this is The Godless, Godless Left. And today, our menu of all kinds of things we're going to talk about. Let's talk about police brutality. Let's roast some pigs. Everybody yeah. likes bacon, right? Mmm, yummy. <laughs> some smoked ham. Square bacon. <laughs> anyway, it's been common knowledge <clears throat> see me here lately that a lot of innocent people have been biting the big one because of power hungry cops who tried to throw their weight and badge around to make up the fact they got small dicks okay <laughs> and it's obvious because we have a lot of innocent people showing up on the news uh minnesota chicago you name it yep. I mean, doesn't matter what state you're in, there's probably something happening. And, and let, let's delve into the history of police brutality, shall we? To get an idea how long this has been affecting our great American country. Well, police first started as uh, slave patrols. Mm -hmm. So, brutality is kind of baked into the cake. Mm -hmm. With a little bit of cinnamon, a cigarette, a spice, and everything nice. Wait, that's the wrong recipe. Um, but then it escalated. Then we got the 40s and 50s and stuff. Yep. When they're not only being brutal to the African Americans, yep. the Asians, basically anyone that's not white or not straight, they basically brutalize oh, yeah. and pulverize. Hey. The gay community had their little speakeasies where they had little hidden yep. hole-in-the-wall clubs yep. where people go and be peaceful. Where it gets back to the police, what do they do? They, they cover their badges. Fucking place they cover their badge numbers. Yep. They get a paddy wagon. They reach up into the clubs, drag them out, beat them to a bloody pulp, and arrest them for indecency and sodomy when they're just having a drink. Yep. Okay, that was it. That continued on until, like, the late 60s when, again, like I mentioned previously before, how people started to do riots to fight back against these fucking pigs. Yep. I'm saying pigs to these cops because these are the bad cops. I'm not saying all cops are pigs. But what happens to the good cops is that they are forced out by the rest of their brothers in blue. Because they are ones who want to do the law-abiding thing, speak up for the truth, and they don't want them to tell the truth. And so they pull some mobster shit and kind of either hit the bricks or or else, you know? Yeah. But then during the times when the gay rights movement started to fight back against the oppressors in uh, California, the Black Panther movement started as a way to police the police. Yep. They formed to help their communities to provide them with the help they need, whether it be shelter, food, education, all that stuff. They also helped provide their own police force to make sure to prevent any more corrupt strong-armed police officers. Yeah, the reason we have the image of Black Panthers as mm -hmm. toting guns, the reason they toted the guns, was because they knew that police 
were going to shoot black people. Exactly. And but the thing about it was, they kept it legal though. They weren't using illegal guns. Nope. They kept it registered firearms by the books. Everything was legal. So that way, if anything goes down, they won't be hitting with all these trumped up charges. Like, no, here's a number. Here's my receipt. I bought that legally. I have this legally. And they were there to kind of help protect the people in their community from getting uh, brutalized by these crooked cops. Being somewhat ambivalent towards guns is not the reason I'm against the NRA. The reason I'm against the NRA mm-hmm. is because you want to look at the one time they actually cracked down on gun laws. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. When they went silent in the case of Juando Castile. Yeah. That's another case where they're showing that they clearly have a racial bias. Mm-hmm. They believe in protecting the rights of gun owners as long as they're not black. And look at the people that are affiliated with the NRA now that they don't want to admit. You have a lot of extremist groups affiliated with the NRA. Even though they don't want to outright say so, you have a lot of, um, how should I put it, militant extremists of the white persuasion. Right. Been aligned with the NRA for years. Yeah. You know? And don't get me wrong, I'm not against guns. I don't feel comfortable with guns. Yeah. It is not because of the fact that it's a gun. It's the fact that people are irresponsible with guns. Yes. And, excuse me. Scandinavia is often brought up when it comes to gun rights and gun ownership because pretty much everybody in that population has a gun. But the thing is, they've all been trained. They all have mandatory training on guns before they can have one. Before the thing about it is, a lot of them up there in the north, northern Europe, use guns, particularly for hunting. Yeah. You know, that's the only reason. Up there in Europe, they have strict gun laws because the laws that they have to govern everyone is working so well for them that they didn't have to worry about any act of violence with guns. It's damn near non-existent. Canada is a good example of that. Yep. In Russia, even though they're on our shit list right now, they have a long outstanding law that states that Unless you are working for the government, unless you're an official or a soldier, you're not allowed to have a gun, period. That's a life sentence. And the interesting thing to me is there is no place throughout the entire globe that has the level of police brutality that America does. This is a land of freedom and opportunity. To get your head bashed in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, it's insane how people are acting nowadays. The cops included. It's like... I mean... Don't get me wrong. I There's this... 
there's this one video I saw on YouTube. These people are doing something stupid, but I have to give them so goddamn props. <laughs> this is so fucking hilarious. These people stole a Krispy Kreme donut truck. Okay? Right. Just to bait these fucking cops into a high-speed chase on the highway. Like, they're literally throwing donuts out the back of the truck at the donuts. Yeah. Uh, donuts at the donuts. <laughs> donuts at the cops, okay? I mean... Well, they're big and round like donuts usually, right? They have they have a helicopter up high recording the whole thing. Full police force killing them on the highway. And they're ha 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 slud, slud, just chunking donut <laughs> after donut. And they're like, the cops are like, that motherfucker's gonna get it, that was my bear claw, you know. <laughs> but just think about it. Yeah. Once they get busted, they get booked. Yep. How much of a joke those police officers are going to be when everyone finds out these motherfuckers did this? Well, probably not as much of a joke as the guy who was held up by a black dildo. <laughs> oh, yeah. For those of you who forgot, <laughs> I don't remember if I've told this in detail. I think I have. Here in Tulsa, our brave and finest police force went out after a individual who held up a sex shop here in Tulsa. They cornered him, okay? A good number of cops cornered him. He quickly pops up with something black and long. It was black and huge, honey. And he held these officers off for a couple hours, thinking that it's going to be a standoff, waiting for someone to pull off the first shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Were they surprised when they found out after the canine unit took the guy down? He was holding Tulsa Police Department off with a 26 or 28 inch long black dildo. <laughs> okay. Oh, it looked like a gun to me, honey. Oh, <laughs> 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 That late at night, <laughs> okay, off in the corner of a parking lot, the guy has a fucking thing up, like he's holding it like a rifle. That big of a fucking dildo, you have to hold it up like a fucking <laughs> rifle. I mean, if you're going to use it on someone, you're going to have to hold it up and ease it in like a rifle, you know? <laughs> okay, put it in the holster, honey. It's nice and slow, nice and slow. Good Lord. And the fact is, these guys have to go back to the police department to write out a full page, full detailed report to their commanding officer of what happened and how it happened and everything. So we have about three things happening right now that I can look at. Yes. We have Dante Wright. We have Adam Toledo. Mm -hmm. And we have the criminal case of Derek Chauvin. Chauvin. However you say his fucking last name. The guy who killed George Floyd. Yeah. Last year. That guy. Okay, I want to start off with the cop that killed George Floyd. Yeah. He is fucked. Fucked. He is fucked. And I'm going to explain why. Watching his court case, watching the trial and everything... Every time his defense 
pops up and says, well, he was on drugs. He was on this and that. Prosecutor's like, bullshit, you know. <laughs> and they're just going down the list, and they're just tearing down every bit of defense that the defense had. And then right when they're about to sell, wait, we got more. <laughs> it's like, fuck. It's like one of those moments, like, you know, it can't get any worse, but it does. <laughs> and you're like, it's like, well, to retort on what their their specialist said, you know, we have blood work showing that that's bullshit. And, <laughs> you know, it wasn't carbon monoxide poisoning. It was not heart issues. It was not drugs. It was because his fat porkish ass was on his fucking neck. Case closed. <laughs> and then the top of that, the specialist the defense brain in the last minute was involved with another police cover-up from a previous case a couple years prior. Right. Which, that guy is under investigation. So you're bringing in an expert who's questionable to begin with, representing you, who represented another crooked cop to cover up his fuck-up. Does not earn you marks there, buddy. So, everyone saw the video, everyone heard the you know, expert. As much as I'd love to believe he's fucked, I genuinely kind of wonder if he is. Because police are often a protected class in America. But the thing about it is... Uh, the police in the case of Eric Garner, which has been compared to George Floyd, it's quite clear that they jumped this guy. Mm. They put their fucking arms around his neck. Yeah. They squeezed the life out of him. It's blatantly fucking obvious. Nothing happened. Yeah, but the thing about it is, you have so many people in the Floyd case speaking out. Yeah. Even the guy's own boss. It's like, yeah, the motherfucker fucked up. You know, it's like, we're not condoning this one bit, so, which is bonus points for them for actually making that. Yeah, this guy is on the wild. He's not. I fully believe he'll get a charge. I fully believe I, he'll I just, get a sentence. I just do not believe that it's going to be for much more than... Manslaughter. Exactly. Motherfucker should have got, like, murder. Yes. If not first, but second degree yes. murder. But the thing about it is, too, you got to realize, cop goes into a prison. His ass is torn a new one. <laughs> He's going to automatically get a target on his ass. Okay. His literal ass. <laughs> I mean, think of it this way. Guy has done dirty mm -hmm. to a lot of people, put a lot of people away. Yeah. What's going to happen when he gets put in the same fucking prison, same fucking jail as the people he put away? Oh, yeah. They're going to be gunning for his ass. Yeah. So even if he does get manslaughter... <laughs> He's going to get a fucking death sentence walking into that door. Yep. Then either way it goes, justice will be served out one way or the other. Yeah. And he does manage to survive through all that. You know, goddamn well, somehow, somebody, someone's going to retaliate against him. Yeah. Because no one's going to be satisfied with him just getting a slap on the wrist. Because the thing is, when the law fails to enforce justice... Well, other people will. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, we have this recent incident right now with that woman who's doing the training, yeah, and she mistakenly got her fucking pistol rather than her taser. Okay, her last name is Potter. Which I, I think her first name is like Kim Kimberly. I know. Intermission. No, this way. <laughs> anyway, so what happens is this woman tries to restrain an individual yep. because he had warrants. Okay, fine. Dante, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, though, this police officer is a career officer. Yep. They should know the difference between a taser and a pistol. Yeah. They should know the difference in the weight, the color, and everything. I'm sorry. I'm kind of lost in this argument, but basically I've come to the conclusion that taser, gun, either way, she was picking up a weapon. To shoot this guy with. And what's he doing? He's trying to flee the scene, but that's all he's doing. He's not a threat. Yeah, anyone. he's not pulling out a weapon. He's not... Why pull out a goddamn weapon when the person is just... Okay. Jesus Christ, on the stick. <laughs> goddamn people, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. I'm sorry, but don't they train you guys in cardio and run and chase and all that shit. Yeah, he's hopping in his car and all that. But if he hops back out of his car, he's going to be running. Are cops so fucking lazy or they just want to ah, God, yeah, that's too much of a fucking run. Uh, stop! Stop running! <laughs> too fucking fast! Stop running! I'll just clip him. Okay, I'll just clip the motherfucker. That's all I'm going to do. Just clip him. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> you know, we have that spare gun. We're just gonna, you know, dust it, put it in his hand. You know, you know like, oh shit, we got body cams, like, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> come on, people. I mean, assess the situation, okay? You don't gonna need to pull your fucking gun out. Get out of the car. Okay. Shit, I mean, the fact that, like I said, she is a career officer. Yeah. She should know the difference between what's what, okay? Yellow is taser. Black is pistol. (laughs) Bananarama, black hammer, okay? (laughs) You know, and they even said both, you know, firearms. Yeah. You know, has a significant weight difference. The taser weighs over Weighs half. less than half yep. of what the pistol does. Yeah. Okay, so you pull that out, you, you know, you could do fucking jazzercise of that shit, and you know, <laughs> okay, this is a fucking taser. It feels like I got it from a Cracker Jack box. Okay, not only on. that, but they have it situated so that the the gun is on your dominant side and the taser is on your west dominant side. Yeah. They have... So it's always on the same side of the body. Yeah. The gun's always on one side, the taser's always on the other. 
Mm-hmm. And she's been doing this for 26 years. You'd think you'd know which side you're fucking... Yeah. ...shit's on. I think they should do a new form of taser. Or it's a glove form. Like I was telling you earlier. If they do it to where they can just grab a hold of someone and get a pressure point and shock them, that will save the trouble of having all these fucking firearms all over them. And they can just go grab, restrain, shock. That's it. It will keep them from having the accusation of mistaking their gun for a taser or vice versa, you know? But no, everyone... This boils down to what I've been saying for a bit, okay? Hmm. You have all these old-timing officers who worked away from the beat unit, working the streets and all that. They don't want to get their shit dirty anymore. So what they do, they hire these fucking... Goofballs who are gun crazy, who are just looking for action to do the shit detail that they refuse to do. And that's why you have a bunch of these motherfuckers going around gun crazy, yeah, pretending to be cops. And there have been police officers who have, well, there have been people who have applied to be police officers who were not allowed to be police officers because they scored too high on the IQ test. And what's wrong with that? It means they have common sense, you know? It's like, okay, take this IQ test. Uh Uh-huh, all right, all right. I'm sorry you didn't pass. You're too intelligent. Why? Well, you know... So they want people who don't think that rationally armed patrolling the streets. And to go into a little more detail... There's this guy that I've been looking at this last week named David Grossman. Mm -hmm. And basically, his main thing is that people can be divided into three types. Mm -hmm. Sheep, who don't want to hurt or harm anyone. Wolves, who enjoy hurting and harming others. And sheepdogs, who can harm and kill other people with a good conscience if they have to. And police, uh, and this guy's popular with police officers. And police officers like to think that they are sheepdogs. Now, if you go back and you look at the history of policing in this country, it started off as slave patrols. So how are they going to look at people of color? Not too popular, but... I I think they just need to do a big old fucking overall and everything. Yeah, everyone say defund the police. And so no, I think you guys need to get an overall over how everything is done with the police. I say abolish it and start over. That's what I think. Well, I mean, we could do that, but because what we have <laughs> right now is more of a threat to people than I think being without it would be. We have people who can kill with impunity because of a shiny badge they happen to have. Oh, it's like, oh, golly, this makes up for the small dick I have. <laughs> I mean, because lately we have a bunch of Yosemite Sims running around, you know, yep. you know, 
policing the nation, so to speak. And I think I think what we need to do, you know, just you know, if they're doing the training for the police off for police officers. Do a thorough mental examination on these people. Yeah. I mean, before they even get into the goddamn training. Yeah. Okay, and after the training, give them another exam. See if it affected them in any way. Make sure they don't have no bias towards any one of any race, gender, or color, you know? Yeah. And, uh, heck, Joe Bafari... I keep getting his last name mixed up. And I have a hard... Joe Biafra. Biafra. Thank you. Yeah. One of my favorite punk bands of all time is the Dead Kennedys. Jello Biafra. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Jello. Let's put that over. Just make it short. If he ever listens to this, oh, forgive me. Please forgive me. Big fan. But just... He ran for mayor in San Francisco back in 1980. Got fourth place. Yeah. Fourth fucking place. No real... Logical ex- education, no political education, just common sense. And he got fourth place. And one of the things he said that he would do if he got elected, which I think is a fucking brilliant thing, is that if anyone wants to be a part of the police force, make it a public auction. Vote them in. Yeah. So that way people can actually fucking... Get the full background, full information, full mindset of what this individual is so they know that they're getting the right person putting in that job. So that way, we don't have to worry about these fucking assholes with badges coming in and cracking people's skulls just for the fuck of it. You know? Because during that time, Jello was there when the Dan Wyatt... Uh, the Dan White riots happened. Yeah. When Harvey Milk was assassinated yeah. and everything else. He was there to witness the police brutality amongst the gays and the blacks in California. Yeah. He's seen it all. He hates it. You know. Here's another <clears throat> couple of communities we haven't really talked about. Okay. There is a uh, there's a guy named Kelly Thomas. He was uh I've always thought I kind of look like him. He's got red hair. It's usually kind of... Oh, yeah, take your horn there. Just... Yeah. <laughs> well, mostly, yeah, it just when I looked at the dude, and I imagine this happens to black people far more often, I just thought, holy shit, that could have been me. <laughs> you know, that, that fucks with you. Um, mm-hmm. He was homeless, dude. He was living out in the fucking streets. And the police just didn't want him where he was. And they ended up beating the fuck out of him. They beat this guy so badly that he ended up in the fucking hospital. And when he ended up in the fucking hospital, he flatlined. They beat this guy to death. The last things he was saying before he died was he was calling for his mother. That's uh Yeah. Now, <clears throat> the other thing that I think about a lot is I, I work with people who have mental disabilities. And the thing about people who have mental disabilities or people who have mental illness mm-hmm. 
they're not going to immediately comply to what the police officer is saying. And a lot of these cops, if they don't have immediate obedience, they're going to escalate things. Yeah. And there have been cases where, like there was this kid with Down syndrome. He ended up staying in the movie theater and watching the movie again. Cops realized that's what he was doing. They choked him to death. Yeah. And that's another issue the cops don't really have a good handle on is the fact that understanding if someone has mental issues or some kind of mental defects. This is a personal story. I, it's funny. <laughs> right. But it's a true story. My dad's friend, Wall Bill, this was back when I was younger. We call him Wild Bill because he was a wild hillbilly. Right. You know, damn near seven foot tall and well over 400 pounds, and he has epileptic seizures. Yeah. Okay. So he was driving home out here in uh, the city. Almost made it home, and then the cops pulled him over. They turned on their lights. Yep. They threw him into a seizure. They don't realize he was having a seizure. So, <laughs> they pulled him out of the truck, and they think that he's fighting back. No, he's having a seizure. Yeah. But while he's having a seizure, he's throwing these cops over the top of his truck... <laughs> Over the hood of his truck and everything else. And he was like ragdolling these guys. They're not realizing he's having a goddamn seizure. Yeah. So someone in the neighborhood comes up to the house. I got a hold of my dad. I said, hey, Tom, while Bill's having an episode, the cops are trying to rough him up. Ah, oh, shit. So my dad has to be the voice of reason, which that's very odd knowing my dad. <laughs> He is never the voice of reason. <laughs> he goes up there, he explains to me, he's having a fucking seizure. Stop it. After 30 minutes of him yelling at the cops to stop and tell them to turn your fucking lights off, he'll snap out of it. Oh, well, after 30 minutes of my dad yelling that to him, they finally turned the lights off and stopped. Wild Bill got to settle down, snapped out of it, asked what happened. As cops are scattered all across Charles Page Boulevard because of him going from Wild Bill to the Incredible Hulk, you know. You know, my only regret was I wish I was there to witness them getting tossed around like that. Because my dad, he came back, told the whole story. He's like, oh my God. So Wild Bill was a white guy, right? Yeah. Sadly, he was a bigot. You know but, why I knew he was a white guy? Hmm. That was a black dude? He'd already be dead. Trust me. <laughs> they used tasers, clubs, and everything on him. It didn't affect him. Did they use a pistol? They're about to. See, that's what I'm saying. They were yeah. about to. Yeah, but the thing is... The black guy, they would have already used Yeah, that. I'm sure they would. But the thing is, this goes back to the mental issue of things. Yes. Yeah. They want to just act out with aggression rather than play fucking 
you know, Sherlock Holmes and play a little bit of Clue and kind of piece the pieces together. It's like, no, oh, yeah, but they have to piece the puzzle together. They should be trained as to what a fucking seizure looks like. I'll say they skipped that class. Yeah. Usually, what they're trained on is how to use their weapon. That's about it. That's uh, most of their training. That's... <clears throat> I mean... So, they don't train them on how to interact with they're people They're supposed to. They're supposed to, but they don't. They don't train them how to interact with people with mental disabilities. Apparently, they don't train them how to recognize a seizure. No. Hey. They train them how to point and shoot. <laughs> so I just aim this thingy here and just does it for me, huh? You know, there, there's cops that do other shit too, okay? You want to talk about cops abusing their power? A couple years back, here in Sea, out in Sea of Springs, just outside my town. And mind you, this, see, to explain Sea of Springs, people, Okay, it's like one of those conservative communities just right outside Tulsa, okay? Yeah. It's all about good old some family Christian values. I guess they missed that memo with this officer because I guess he skipped out in that class because he got busted fucking a stripper while on the clock. <laughs> and this dumb motherfucker left the Polaroids in his squad car with her wearing his uniform. Sure enough, it got leaked to the local news, and at 10 o'clock that fateful night, his exploits had been plastered all <laughs> over the television. I don't know if he got fired or let go or whatever, but <laughs> it's something to laugh at, alright? <laughs> I mean, these cops abuse their power for whatever, Okay. We had cops abuse their power for uh, stealing drugs and uh, money from evidence locker to facilitate their own ventures. Yep. This is shit you find in a fucking movie. Yeah. I think they watch too much of these fucking movies thinking, hey, why not? You know? Oh, here's somebody for you. You ever heard of Eric Dorner? Mm-mm. Eric Dorner was a guy back in... <laughs> 2012, 2013, mm -hmm. he was an L.A. cop, mm. except that he decided to, uh, I think they ended up firing him. I forget exactly how it happened, but he became an ex-L.A. cop. Yeah. But he ended up going and killing police officers. Shit. Yep. And the police, reacting to this threat, actually put quite a few bullets into the back of this truck, mm -hmm. thinking he was in that truck. He was not in that truck. Mm -hmm. It was two Asian women out delivering newspapers. And they ended up fucking up one of their backs. I should have no, I mean... And the, Eric Dorner himself actually ended up getting killed in a cabin. Yeah. I think it may have been a fire involved. What about the Golden State Killer? Hmm. You ever heard of him? No. He's a serial killer that's been mistaken. Like, 
He was doing murders back when um, the Night Stalker was committing murders. Okay. All right. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Night Stalker was the Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. He would terrorize people in California, break in their homes, rape, murder, rob, all that shit. Um, well, the Golden State Killer kind of had a similar M.O., but the thing about it was he was a police officer for the state of California. He would literally go commit these crimes. Whoever's still alive is after the fact. Yeah. He would terrorize them. He'll call them randomly on the phones. I know who you are. I know where you're at. I'll fucking come back and finish the job. All that other shit. This guy literally showed up after the fact of the crime. To see the crimes as an officer. Oh, it's okay, honey. It's fine. We're here to protect you. And then couple nights later, call and terrorize the victims. And he had a big body count, but he finally got caught because of old age catching up to him. Right. And DNA analysis. It's like, oh, shit. He just retired. We just gave him a big old honorary send-off. That's the motherfucker? <laughs> shit. We fucked up. <laughs> and was like, whoops, our bad. We're going to have to take that honorary plaque back. But here's some nice accessories to go along with it, you know. <laughs> and, I mean, the guy was using the MM, the MO of Richard Ramirez some massive crimes yeah. and all that. But when Richard Ramirez got his ass caught, not by the police, by the people in the neighborhood, the community that recognizes mugshot in the newspaper... Right. They hunt his ass down, beat him with pipes and stuff. He literally jumped in the back of the squad car. He's like, just get me the fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> it's just goddamn people. It, there's all kinds of evidence of police abusing their power. When um, Rodney King happened back in the early 90s and then they had the riots back then, that was another buildup. Okay, I get that the fact that people were frustrated, pissed off back then. Yeah. Okay, they had the Watts riots in, Com in Compton and all that other shit back in the sixties because they're tired of that shit. Yep. So when Ronnie King happened and the cops got off, Scott free. Not even a slap on the wrist. Yep. People fucking lashed out in a frenzy, and I don't blame them. You know, I'm I'm sad that a lot of some people got hurt and killed yep. during the riots. You know, but if there were more focus and did it right, protest against it, things could have come out differently. Oh, if the cops had actually gone to jail, things would have gone out. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. But, give me one second, man. Yeah. In in the last couple of days, we've had the case of Adam Toledo. This actually, it's not the last couple of days. It's the last month. We just heard about it in the last couple of days. He was actually killed in March. Now, when you look at the video footage, the kids running down this alley. Cops following him. Cop keeps telling him to stop. 
he actually sobs. And after he sobs, he the kid does have a gun, but the kid throws the gun away. Doesn't have the gun anymore. Puts his hands up. He's just standing there. Hands up, no gun, disarmed. Not by the police, by himself. He just threw the gun away. Kid's just standing there with his hands up. And the police just fucking fire at him. They fucking kill him. They don't talk to him. They don't try to reach any kind of understanding with the kid, who he is, what he's doing there, why he had a gun at any point that night. They just fire at him. They just fucking kill him. Now, what this reminds me of is the case of Tamir Rice. Except the case of Tamir Rice is even more fucked up because it's this black 12-year-old kid. Just playing in a fucking park. He's bored. He's lonely. He's just fucking around with his toy gun. It's not even a real gun. It's a fucking toy gun. And the police show up. They do get out of their car at least. But they get out of their car to fucking fire on him. They get out of the car to kill this kid. They never said a fucking word to him, as far as I can tell. And anyone that knows anything about toy guns nowadays, they're not like what they used to be when we were kids. Back when we were kids, guns looked fucking real. Yeah. Nowadays, by safety precautions, the toy manufacturers have to put bright colored parts on the toy guns to emphasize that they're not real. So that way, shit like what just happened wouldn't have happened. It was common sense. I mean, who's going to give a fucking kid a gun to go play with? Okay? It's like, here you go, son. Here's my Desert Eagle. Have fun. You know, like that's going to really happen. I mean, any responsible parent would not give their fucking kid a gun. I refuse to have guns in my own home, period. I'm uncomfortable with that because some kids don't know the difference unless you teach them otherwise. Yeah, they think it's a toy until they end up blowing their friend's head off. Right? Yeah. Sakes, people. Being smart with what you're fucking doing. I mean, if you're going to let your kid go out and play, cool, fine, but make sure they have toys that's not going to look like a real fucking weapon. The thing that strikes me the most is they don't, from what I could see, they didn't try to talk to Adam Toledo, when he was running down the alley, they didn't try to talk to Tamir Rice when he was playing in the park. These are these are children. They're clearly children. Mm-hmm. One's 12, the other one was 13. Yeah. You know, the cops don't even bother trying to talk to these kids. Like, <clears throat> why are you out here? Why are you in this situation? No. What the hell is actually happening? They just take their gun and they fire. Horseshoe. 
I mean, back when we were kids, we had cap guns. I had a cap gun that looked like a chrome-plated 9mm. Yeah. Okay. And what'd you do? You had the little paper that you kind of wind up in the damn thing. And then you cock it back and start shooting. And it starts making flashes out. Yep. There's no orange tip. There's no nothing. Yeah. It looked like a real pistol. Until you see closely the little red tape coming out of it. Okay. And a lot of regular toy guns back then looked like that. Even water pistols. Yep. Okay. And cops end up mistaking them for real, real weapons. End up shooting people because of it. That's why they changed... Things around where the toy weapons they have now for kids look a little cartoonish, brightly colored, yeah. or have orange tips on them. So that way cops don't get an issue that, well, the kid had a gun. It was a fucking super soaker. <laughs> it looked like an AK to me, you know. So, but again, those cops that kind of barreled out of their fucking car and just assaulted that poor kid. They should have some common sense beaten into their fucking heads. Like, really? Really? A fucking kid? Yep. I mean, I understand that there's street gangs out there that are trying to kind of adopt in, or, or I would say adopt in, but like force into those situations, little kids and all that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie that they have, that doesn't happen. It does happen. But as a police officer, it's your job to assess the situation and not jump to conclusions. They jump to conclusions. And you have areas out there in different cities, like what we have in North Tulsa, okay? North Tulsa, by a lot of people's standards, is considered no man's land. Yeah. And, and the reason being is because... A lot of people allow a lot of the gang activity to overwhelm that area to where it, inhib it, it inhibits them to grow and prosper out of that situation. And at the same time, it paints a bad picture for anyone outside that area to the point where it influences them to think that Anything and everything bad that could happen will happen once you get into that part of town. Which affects the mentality of the police officers goes into those type of areas. Who, especially those who are gung-toting, trigger-happy motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, and everyone... Okay, everyone is huffing and puffing in these areas. I'm not just saying North Tulsa, uh, but just in general, places like North Tulsa. About how they're getting the raw deal. So I understand they're getting the raw deal. But it's a community effort. You want the cops to stop looking at you the way they do. Get the riffraff out of your neighborhood. Speak up and get strong. Get united. You want to talk about getting the riffraff out of your neighborhood. Cops, when they have been dangerous, violent... Uh, have had misconduct charges, mm -hmm. have been moved around like they're fucking priests fucking a 10-year-old. Uh, 
you know, uh, something wrong goes here, just move them somewhere else, and that's their problem. Now. It's, it's like the draft, you know, like the NFL draft. It's like, well, I got a couple of these guys over here. I'll trade you two of these for one of them. Okay, well, so what do you got? Uh, breaking earrings, or excessive force brutality, uh... Da, 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 sexual assault of suspects. Okay, can I get two of those? I'll trade you three of mine. What do you got? Well, I got this and this one over here is uh, stealing contraband from the evidence locker. Uh, you know what you got? I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's like they're fucking draft pick, so to speak. It's like. <laughs> Well, I like this one. He's he's promising, you know. I mean, then again, <clears throat> before we started this podcast today, I, we were listening to a interview with the Baltimore or ex Baltimore cop Joe Crystal. This is where I had the uh, remark about the dead rat on the windshield, because that's what actually happened. To this guy, he had a dead rat placed on his fucking windshield. After he reported that there was violent and corruption going on in the Baltimore Police Department. I gotta say this. Yeah. You know them motherfuckers watch too much goddamn movies for bullshit shit like that. Okay? <laughs> it's like, man, you see The Godfather? Oh, that's fucking awesome. And it was like, they're watching too many of these old mobster films. like, you know, you're putting rats on someone's fucking windshield. Really? <laughs> Really? You see shit like this, like 40s fucking crime noir movies, okay? Right. You, you, you're you just waiting for, like, Humphrey Bogart's like, yeah, here's a dirty rat. A low-down dirty stinking rat. I mean, these... Come on, people. <laughs> just, I mean, ooh, it's a fucking rat. So this guy was forced out of... The police department he had worked for. He was forced to leave town. Like these other cops. But instead of it being for being violent. It was because he exposed violence. This is what happens to a lot of the so-called good cops. They actually, some of them do exist. As much as I am tempted to use air quotes around them. But they're fired. Or they're harassed into weaving. Or they're flat out fucking threatened. Because you don't violate the blue line. You don't violate the brotherhood. Instead, it is us versus them. And in the case of the American public, we are the them. We are, at best... We're the innocents. At worst, we're their fucking threat. And they are trained to use violence and force against anything they perceive as a threat. And that is why you have so many cases of people being shot, beaten, maimed, and just generally fucked up. Mm -hmm. You have any... I think it is this, babe. 
we should be the ones having to say so for what the fuck goes on, not them. We're the ones who put their asses in their positions to begin with. Our taxpaying money goes into their pensions, their payroll, their whole fucking shebang. And if a cop gets the fuck out of line, we should ever say so. It's like, okay. <laughs> Dial it back a bit there, Chief. Or I, get fired or go to jail. I swear. <laughs> hey, I've seen gangs. I'm not talking about the street gangs, you know, like the Crips or Bloods and all that shit. I'm talking about, like, motorcycle clubs. They basically take better care of their neighborhoods that they kind of hold up shop in compared to the police and all that other shit because everyone's scared shitless of a biker. This goes back to the fucking 40s, 50s, you know? And these motherfuckers... Yeah, I'm talking about the one percenter groups. Right? Guys that would not think twice to tear your head off and shit down your neck, then go back in and have dinner with their family. Okay? These people kept their kept neighborhoods in check for a long period of time because they do not want no fucking riffraff punks coming in fucking up shit for them. You know? And these guys are well organized. And they got their shit together. You know? So I think, you know, they should need a fucking take into consideration how they got their shit running. Because cops are always busting on their asses and stuff like that. Yeah, they might. Where they do is on their business. They keep to themselves, though. Yeah. All right? But when it comes down to it, these guys are very charitable to uh, local communities, you know, helping out kids in need, you know? You know, with the uh, A-Bank Toy Runs, you see a lot of these guys come together, put their differences aside to donate toys to children. Here's something that I think should be... Uh... Part of police law. Have the police actually live in the communities they fucking police. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think what they should do is have a lot, you know, for example, North, Tul North Tulsa. Have a lot of them fucking cops live up there. See yep. things firsthand. Yep. You know, see the struggle that they go through. Because areas like North Tulsa, West Tulsa, where I live... Are fucking struggling, you know? Every time the city gets money, they want to put it in the areas that's already well-funded. Okay, already pampered to the max. Do they ever do anything for places like North Tulsa? No, not since the fucking Tulsa race riots. Yep. And that's another fucking shit stain on... Tulsa's little... Which we'll have to go over in another episode. Yeah. Because believe me. But, all in all, 
I I feel sorry for the people that are victimized of the by the cops out there deal with the dead. My heart goes out to the families and the victims, and I hope they get justice. And personally, I think we need to uh, burn it all down and start over because this is systematic, and what we're seeing is just dead bodies in the street every day, every week. Just somebody. Mm-hmm. There's so many names that I can't remember them all. So many decades, so many years of brutality. But this is Thomas Johnson. This is Jeff Key. And this is... The Godless Left. Thank you for tuning in.